Hi, and welcome to episode 252 of No Crying in Baseball, the It's Not About You episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, how's it going? It's um, better today. I was very despondent <laughs> on Friday, but I've recovered a little bit. Yeah. So the, this was our outing to Nats Park for the first time, and I, I have no clue how long. Like long it's time. been It's been a while since we had been there. Yeah. And yeah. it felt weird. It did. I mean... I, w- I was happy to to be there to you know we Potty Mouth and I were in our City Connect jerseys you know honoring Soto and um, and Josh Bell and welcoming them back from San Diego where you know which is their team now mm-hmm. and I was really okay with that it was it was you know it was a warm welcome for both of them to you know the the, the old hometown fans were very happy to see them and that was fine but Nats Park just made me sad yeah like the outfield was crappy like there had been some event there that they didn't I mean it's supposed to be a nationally televised game right. They never cleaned up the field. There was like, you know, residue from this giant stage that was there. Little things weren't being done. Like I was just laughing that, wait a minute, even my plastic cup from my draft beer is no longer um, branded. There's no like Nationals logo on it. It's like they went to Costco and got, you know, cups because we didn't, we didn't, they didn't want to spend any money to put a curly W on it to make it feel like, you know, they have attention to detail. And then the scoreboard went out for a super long time. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Date. I mean, like really? So the guy who was pressing the buttons didn't take care of that and it just felt very we like like the people in charge didn't care and and I've never felt that way there before yeah and with the scoreboard update they could have said more stuff like it seemed like they kind of randomly said pitch counts once in a while once the time had gone on for a while when and that was like literally the the inning where the Padres had like seven runs or something stupid like that and I literally lost count because there was like no way to keep count but they could have done little things like told us the pitch count the announcer guy like if you had been in that situation you would have been calling maybe stuff. maybe because then like the we were talking about that later it's like you know the batter knows and yeah. you have to remember that the That's batters true. also hear what is said by the PA announcer yeah. which is one of the reasons the PA announcer doesn't do color commentary yeah because you don't want the teams to hear these things right you don't want to influence right. their play I mean you influence their play by saying oh my god Drew Rasmussen is pitching a perfect game yeah. right now and you <laughs> say that out loud to the TV audience or to the people you're watching the game with because you would like the Orioles to win for instance but you don't do that over the PA announcement for the players right. because you have even, to respect them even like just saying this it's a three and oh count or whatever the count is like yeah, that's maybe. what I was yeah no I know but it's around mm, for yeah but it, it was it was weird I felt unmoored I felt like yeah. I didn't know what was happening I'm gonna open a drink I think that that's okay? a great idea. Our glasses are empty. We had a little bit of pre-gaming, but not very much. Although, speaking of pre-gaming, so one of my highlights of going to Nats Park, which you guys unfortunately missed, was the pre-game show, which is this local band called the Leg Warmers, and it was it was like a deer potty mouth, please come and enjoy some time <laughs> at Nats Park, because they started off with, I mean, it was like being in high school again. It was totally every song that was on the radio then, and, and we had a lot of discussion about how in those days, like, everybody kind of heard the same stuff. So there was a lot of music that I wouldn't have chosen to listen to at that time in the 80s, but I still knew all the words sure. because it was yeah. there. You could not escape it, for yeah. sure. Um, I escaped it by not coming early <laughs> to see the leg warmers perform, but yeah, I was so excited to go. I think my expectations were higher. Yeah. And it wasn't about the play. I mean, it wasn't about like how the Nats are going to do right. because I did not have high expectations for that. It was really about the environment. And like, you guys were great, you know, yeah. Junior Potty Mouth was there. He's great, but yeah. it just wasn't. I, and I felt bad about that. It's like, am I letting yeah. everybody down because I have no energy for this game? I don't know. 
I don't know. And here here comes a cat to say, me too. (laughs) I also am despondent. Pay attention to me. Um, Pinemouth, what are we drinking? Oh, shit. I should have looked it up. Uh, Do we have the can? Uh, We have the can. can. We are drinking uh, Port Antonio Raspberry Sage Lemonade made with rum and natural flavors. So this is by a local distillery. And the name of the distillery should be on here somewhere. I think it's Twin. Oh, hello. And and the cat's just definitely coming in. Tech support is not on cat duty. It's Twin Something in Rockville, Maryland. And and they probably should be putting the name of that on the can. I can't figure it out. So Port Antonio is not the the name of the drink and not the... I think it's like their canned cocktail line. Oh, Twin Valley. Oh, there we go. You- there we go. It's Twin Valley. And we are we already, well, see, the thing is we already split three ways, a, a different <laughs> cocktail from the same company, which was a sorrel and something delicious. So yeah. we're getting our, our leafy greens by way of cocktails today, which is nice. And we're, and we're supporting a local business. Support your local distilleries and breweries. It's lots of fun. Hey, I want to say one more thing about um, Juan Soto coming back. Oh, yeah. um, there was like... Someone said, oh, yeah, the first thing he did was go in, back into the home clubhouse. Oh, and really? So it was like, oh, is he, like, reading his his old teammates, which he probably also did, but he had a stack of envelopes. And sure enough, he was doing what they call taking care of the clubbies. Because, so basically, he was probably oh. giving gifts, cash, checks, love, whatever, to all the people who work in the clubhouse. Because when wow. he was traded, it was so fast. Yeah. He didn't have time to do that stuff. I mean, I think he was cleaning out his apartment this weekend while they're here his dc apartment this weekend while they're here because the, the move was so fast but um it's nice to know that he, he made an effort to like take care of these these staff people who have yeah. been with him this whole time here and and the nets i mean or he i don't know who how it came into to happening but there was a recorded message from him before the game and there was also like an honoring josh bell thing too with yeah. highlights and yeah those were that was actually lovely what what I thought was a little bit weird, though, is the the pictures when you come into the park and it has all the, the starting lineup and first base is empty and right field is empty. And it's like, well, it's like new TBD, guy. TBD. Yeah, Welcome, new guy. Put on like a stick figure or something and a hat. I was just flashing on the um, um, during the lockout, how the players photos came down on their on their like oh, Twitter right. feeds and everything. It should have been that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Player to be named later. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! So I don't know. Will we go back to Nats Park to be continued? Yeah, this season. This you know season. we will at we some will, point. Yeah, at some point we'll be there, but yep. I don't know. I'm not excited about it. Can you watch baseball on TV in some form? We can watch baseball on TV in some form. Actually, we're doing. I was like game surfing this afternoon and yesterday afternoon. So that is is a good thing. But there's also cool things to see if you are not watching a baseball game. And actually, I, I did this instead of the Red Sox-Yankees game last night, which is a little bizarre. Um, a League of Their Own. Yay! The, the movie from whence our podcast title came has been improved, yeah. much to our excitement, and is now a series on Amazon Prime. And, and the whole first season, The Way Things Happen, dropped last night. I only had time to watch the first episode, but yes, it starts off right away correcting some historical things that were ignored, which is... It, you know, mainly, um, or at least so far from what I've seen, race relations of the fact that African American players were not allowed to be on the on the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, and that's right away in the first episode. And also, gay players that were not acknowledged in the movie acknowledged immediately in the first episode. So I am looking forward to more of that, and I hear that it keeps getting better and better. And it's it's good because there's big issues, um, but also it's funny the characters are likable 
And the baseball play is impressive. They look good. They got players as, as um, what do you call those? Like, Extras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. it. That's it. They're good. They're really All good. Right. It's fun to watch. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm just about done re-watching Ted Lasso for the umpteenth oh, time. Because, I love I, Ted you know, Lasso. it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It, it can always be made better with a little re-watch of Ted Lasso. Yeah. But I'm almost done, and I'm about ready to watch the other one. I'm very excited about that. On today's show... Can you hear the drums, Fernando? We've got boyfriend news, including Sky, Joey, and some general Red Sox disappointment. We've got minor league news, including Solomon Bates and some bad math. And we've got some World Baseball Classic reveals. Cheers. There was something in the air that night. The stars were bright. Fernando. All right. So that is our intro. I'll dim the music a little bit, avoiding copyright. Um, Yeah, Fernando. Y'all have probably heard that Fernando Tatis Jr. isn't going to be playing for a while, despite the fact that he was just uh, getting some hits in AA. You know, he's only played about half the games that he would have technically, technically been eligible to play because of all of his injuries. He's just not really a good return on investment. Yeah. And, and the, the big problem with this is he's not making good decisions. And just <laughs> yeah. to, to um, absolve myself of not making good decisions, which does happen once in a while. So we do these baseball boyfriend things. If you're joining us for the first time, what we do in the offseason is pick one guy per team because they're cool. We tell you a lot about them. And this way you can go back and check our back episodes if you're interested in hearing backstories on anybody like Fernando Tatis Jr., who I picked in 2019, so a very early pick on him when he was just coming on the scene before he did a lot of dumb shit, including taking, and you might be better in pronunciation with this, Clostaball? I think that's right. I've only read it. I haven't, I haven't heard it. It's um, a testosterone-boosting anabolic steroid. It has been banned by Major League Baseball since 2003. So this is not like a hidden secret one. This is one that people have known about for like 20 years. In fact, um, D. Gordon in 2016 was tested, tested positive for it, and Freddie mm. Galvis in 2012 tested positive for it. It happens. And, you know, it's on the list where you can look it up and say, oh, look, that's on the list. I shouldn't take that. Yeah. So, and as uh, actually Brock Holt commented on one of the Instagram posts, like he could have checked with his team doctor to take something more appropriate. So that's, you know, kind of what players are supposed to do is when they're taking something, it should be going with the team doctor, especially because he is practice. I mean, he's active. He's, he's about to be active. He was about to be active, no longer active. Um, he was going to appeal and then realized that he had probably no grounds for appeal. His excuse was that he took it to treat ringworm. And there's been a lot of talk about these were not the rings that the Padres were hoping (laughs) Fernando Tatis would be bringing into the club, not the ringworm. And he realizes he should have used the uh, resources available to him. Like that team doctor you mentioned, for instance? And that probably, like, anybody. I mean, he's got, like, free, probably really good medical care mm-hmm. available. What the hell? Yeah. So he's he feels devastated, according to his statement. It's his mistake. It's He's young. And, and yes, there are other young players out there. And I think there are just different rates of maturity. Well, before we go there, yeah. let's let's specify that he's out for 80 games. Mm-hmm. That's a, the end of this season, which is 48 games. 32 into next season, he will not be eligible to play in the World Baseball Classic for the Dominican Republic, and this suspension is without pay. So he's yeah. going to lose close to $3 million for this not 
for not just checking with his team doctor about, hey, I've got ringworm, what should I do? Right. And this, you know, comes on the heels of him missing the beginning of the season, season because of his wrist surgery because of a motorcycle accident that he had in the Dominican Republic in December. So that was during the lockout phase. So he didn't get the appropriate medical attention. And maybe he kind of, I don't know. He now I think he probably wouldn't have tried. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe he didn't try hard enough. And don't we believe that this is not his first motorcycle accident? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So he is not behaving responsibly. And you just kind of wonder what kind of factors go into that. Is that just getting too big, too fast, too young? I, it's hard to understand, but he's not getting sympathy from pretty much anybody, including his teammates, who have got to be totally let down. I mean, they just, the Padres just had this huge deal bringing in Soto and Bell, spending all this money, and the missing piece was putting Tatis back that was about to be there, and now that's not happening. He's letting people down like big time and I don't know if they would have made a different decision if they had known because mm -hmm. they basically I mean they they just pulled everybody out of their farm system to make this trade because it was right. a very expensive trade because they they needed to win this year the plan was to win this year and now that but that was counting on him being there and now he's not so I don't know if they would have still gone so hard in for uh, for Soto and Bell but yeah the, the quotes that I saw from um, teammates, uh, Mike Clevenger, who I guess is not always the model of responsibility, but he said that it's it's second time and we've been disappointed. Joe Musgrove said, I think you got to start showing a little bit of remorse and you got to start showing us that you're committed to it and that you want to be here. And Manny Machado mentioned that they were waiting for Tatis to be the spark plug. Then, and I think that's probably like up to now his closest buddy on the team. I think the more telling thing that he said was we've gotten to this point so far without him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I, we're my, doing okay without my, you. My takeaways were all these guys saying, nope, we're right. doing fine. We're doing fine. And in fact, so... That's a good point. So Machado, there was a flashback to remember when Machado just exploded at him in the dugout. Oh, it was right. the last year or the year before because he was like, you know, getting on the umpire for, for balls and strikes and yep. was really close to getting thrown out of the game. And, you know, the manager got thrown out instead. And Machado was just blasting for him saying, it's not about you. Yeah. Think about the team. And now Machado's doing it all over. I think he's like, okay, we tried already. And he is not listening. There's so much being written about him. Like, like, like. Um, the Tatis Jr. is like getting away with whatever he wants to get away mm -hmm. with. Like he's not being held to the same standards yeah. as other people. And now he is. And honest to God, like when they signed him with this record-breaking right. contract, the general manager, the, actually the president of baseball ops said that he, you know, the maturity of this 22-year-old is, you know, is amazing. Is 18 huh. months ago. And like we're so proud with like, you know, how he's – how mature he is and how together he is and how ready he is. And now all of a sudden everyone's like, well, no, he's really not, not. at all. And like <laughs> they, they, there's a comparison to Soto, who they just traded for, who's mm -hmm. only like six months older right. than Tatis Jr., who is so far, knock on whatever you got to knock on, but, you know, feels very responsible yep. and, and very mature for that same age. And I'm like, look, I'm looking at our kids. Yeah. These, these guys are two years older than our kids. And I'm thinking... I don't think our kids yeah. would be that. I mean, I, I guess when you hand somebody millions of dollars, yeah. for, like they're set for the future and they think that they're the best. You know, he's just got this constant, you know, it, uh, people being attracted to him and people wanting to see him and be yeah. with him. And he's the center of attention. And I don't know. I think it gets to your head a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, so their manager, you know, Melvin said, you know, we like the mm. group we have. 
And he yeah. had talked to Tatis over the weekend, and he said he's not. Sh- and you know, said he's showing. You know, he's saying that he's remorseful. To which you know, Preller says you've got to show it by your actions. Yeah. But Melvin said, I'm not sure I want him to talk to the team right now. I'm sure the team does not want to hear it. I mean, this was That's the game we point. went to on Friday. Right. They, the team we was notified between batting practice and the start Jeez. of the game that we went to on Friday night. And they still won. And they still won. <laughs> and, but we actually were laughing a little bit when everybody's phones were going off because yep. there were a lot of people running around in Tati's jerseys. And we're like, I wonder if they know about their guy. I wonder if they know about their guy. I wonder if they know about their guy. But yeah, he's um, he's just kind of screwing around. And I you almost wonder, like, you know, your dad was a ball player. Yeah. I kind of want to believe that you were brought up differently than this. I, I know. I wonder what his dad's saying. I don't think it's pretty. No, it can't be pretty. Well, the, the worst thing that I saw was the New York Post headline, no qualms here, Fernando Tatis Jr. offers ridiculous lie as sad excuse for being a PED cheat. So, like, I mean, it's hard. It's harsh, but it's not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, both Mr. Pottymouth and I were like, could it be true? Like, is it possible that? But no, it's even if even if it if he took it by mistake, that mistake was a stupid one, because why wouldn't you go to an actual doctor to get an actual prescription? I mean, agree or don't agree about PEDs being something that there should be rules about. Mm -hmm. The, The fact is, it is a rule. And you, it's very clear, here's what's going to happen if you break this rule. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can try to negotiate this through the unions and like have that rule changed, but it, it's, it's in existence right now. So you got to follow it. Yep. So that's not really the question right yeah. now. The question is, why didn't you pay attention? Right. Why did you think you're special? But then you're right. Everyone tells him he's special all the time. Yeah. So he just believes it. And then there you go. And he's, now he's got a long time to think about it. Oh, my Which God. Which super sad. My, my one, like, footnote here is that you don't have to be young to be stupid. Chris Sale, <laughs> who I've been, you know, harshing on for quite a while now because of his continual injuries, which, you know, not as bad as riding a motorcycle, but maybe this one is. He broke his wrist riding a bicycle with his broken pinky. So you would think that if you're, you're, his pinky was broken during play in the two games that he was back after his wrist stress fracture in his ribs, so he's just a fucking mess, you would think you wouldn't ride a bicycle if your pinky was broken. I don't know. I would. You would, you? I wouldn't fall off the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. So. Oh, I, my God. Yeah. More on my sad Red Sox later. Do you have a happy interlude? No. Oh, shit. So, Sky Bolt, <laughs> my, uh, my boyfriend on the A's, Friday at the bottom of the seventh, the A's were losing seven to five to the Astros. Sky bolts out in center field. Projectile vomits. I feel like we've talked about projectile vomit on the field we several times. Have. Lucius Fox was one. Lucius Fox and then a couple of pitchers have done it. Yep. And um so I think we're gonna need to like see if we can somebody on Reddit was trying to fill out a whole team, but it was largely <laughs> weighted on largely weighted on pitchers, so that wasn't actually gonna work. But he claims oh so he finished the game. He toughed it out. Wow. I guess he had to just step carefully. I don't know. So he didn't like slip. Slide. Um Ooh. but he had two Ooh. runs batted in. I mean he had an okay game if you excuse the I don't know projectile vomiting in center field he claims he had something suspect for breakfast I'm like don't eat things that are suspect I'm just saying just as a rule if you aren't sure about it don't consume it I I think that's a pretty easy rule he said he had a little bit of stomach churning during batting practice but he just toughed it out and then we all got to see that Um, (laughs) his manager said that he himself he played center field for the A's during a 20, 2006 playoff game. He also threw up in center field during a game. So we said it's not uncommon for a center fielder with the Oakland A's to puke. 
It's not. <laughs> okay. So the president has been set. So now, now that I'm done with the disgusting part, what I liked was how people talked about it. Like the person who <laughs> shared the tweet, um, which was actually actually a video of the projectile. Thankfully, it was liquid, so it was more. Oh, like, it felt more right. like a special effect. All right. So all right. yeah, but the, he said, you know, how can you not be romantic about <laughs> baseball? Um, a lot of people said, well, this sums up the A's season oh. thus far. But my very oh. favorite was the Huffington Post, which said he left it all on the field. Yeah, I liked that one. It's good. I guess the seventh is close enough to the end. It's just like having that random spot in the middle of center field. Right? Like, I would be like, I, it would be like a, a car crash or a train wreck or even a fireplace. You can't look away. You know yeah. it's there, so you got to keep staring at it. Right. But, you know, safety first. But yeah, folks in the bleacher seats were probably tracking that the whole time. <laughs> So thank you, boyfriend. Yeah. This doesn't get you more boyfriend credit, although maybe toughing it out did. I don't know. But bad choices about what you had for breakfast do not. Yeah. He, he gets name points, that's for sure. Mm. So my former baseball boyfriend from 2020, when I picked him when he was on the Rangers, Joey Gallo, I talked about him last week about how he was very sad with the Yankees. And the Yankees fans were not very nice to him. And he is doing much better where he feels appreciated. Note this, fans. So when your player is struggling, booing them and, and making fun of them does not help. Maybe a little bit of encouragement. So he has had two home runs this past week with the Dodgers. The first one on Wednesday against the Twins was a pinch hit three-run home run in the seventh. And the second one was last night, which was Saturday, against the Royals. And the quote that you know, drew my attention is during his interview, he said, it's been a while since I've heard people chanting for me. So I'm pretty excited about that. And in this past week, he is batting 263. For comparison, this season, his average is 167 and his career average is 202. So maybe the Dodgers just bring out the best in everybody right now. They're there on a crazy tear. There's like 12, 12 yeah. wins in a row, at least at time of recording. Um, yeah. So, wow. Wow for them. And yay for Joey Gallo. I'm glad he's feeling yeah, appreciated. He's a nice guy. Um, also, thank you to the Cleveland Guardians for proclaiming first place in the AL Central because for a while they were not there, which means they were in the um, in the race for the wild card, which is where the Orioles oh, are. And so my brain was breaking it. like, okay, so I have to root for one or the other. And I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I don't want to not root for my hometown, uh, my an original hometown Cleveland Guardians. But, I, you know, my heart's really all in for the Orioles right now. But if the Guardians can hang on to first place, I don't ever have to root against them until it's probably too late to root for the Orioles again. So, um, yeah. So, that sounds good. And there was a lot. It was so funny because here it is still, what, mid-August? Barely mid-August. And the commentators are all talking about wild card math because yep. expanded playoffs. And so it's – I think that's actually working. I think people are staying engaged so, they were getting engaged sooner and staying engaged longer because of this whole extra wild card thing. Speaking of getting engaged, actually, my cousin who is at the Orioles-Red Sox game on Thursday night, the one-game series for some, I don't understand it's why that happened. supposed to be a makeup happens. game or something. Yep. Uh, there was a proposal on the screen, and it was a mixed marriage between an Orioles fan and a Red Sox fan, and it was up on the big screen during the game. So, Oh, lovely. Sweet. So so do they agree to get married, or I do they say, it depends so. who wins? <laughs> right, I mean, right. <laughs> one of us is getting the wild card, we hope. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. So speaking of the Red Sox, I have a lot to say about the Red Sox, but I want to start with, with just a question for you. So we know that Eric Hosmer wound up in the Red Sox because he wouldn't go to the Nationals. Mm -hmm. And so Luke Voigt 
didn't want to be involved in any of this and maybe wouldn't have been involved in it if Hosmer had just sucked up and gone to the Nationals. Luke Voigt is, he just looks cranky. I don't, I've, in, in scenes I've seen of him, just photos, he's, he's not a happy looking guy. And he's voiced a little bit of resentment. And one of the resentments that he voiced was that Eric Hosmer hasn't contacted him, hasn't texted or said anything to him. Say thank you for taking it for me right. so I, don't, I didn't have to do right. that. So does he owe him that? What do you think? I don't think he owes him that. I think um, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a box you have to check, but I do think contact would have been appropriate there would have been a nice thing to do I also think that um, Luke Voigt doesn't need to look happy because he's really leaning into looking like an extra in the Sopranos yeah so I think (laughs) maybe smiling and and looking cheerful would get him out of that character and I think he's really got a thing that he's trying to put forward and we should let him do that yeah and despite the fact that he went from the Yankees to the Padres Yankees fans of course are jumping on this because it's another thing that they can diss a Red Sox player for at this point for one of their former players. You know what's happening? I'm drinking this cocktail this really, way too fast. Do we need tech support? I, well, I'm going to need tech support That's if we have more. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no, but I don't know that I should say yes. Right, I'm well, just saying. Well, I have it. Now that you're like well um, lubricated, I will make another question about our, uh, our podcast morals, what okay. have to do with abusers. So now I am, uh, last week I spoke too much about the Red Sox. I know that's rare. But <laughs> but this week I'm going to do it again. So last week what I did was... I, <laughs> At least the warning. Go, Fair right. warning is good. Go back and see why I was unhappy with the Red Sox last week. And this week... And then stay tuned for why you're unhappy with the Red right. Sox this week. So just like <laughs> when I was like, could they acquire anybody else who's going to make me cranky? And yes, yes they do. They acquired Juris Familia, who was with the Mets for a shit long time and and very successful with the Mets from 2012 to 21 with a small interlude there and he took a half season with the A's in 2018 it was the end of the contract re-signed by the Mets Mets folks loved him was not doing well enough at the end and then got signed by the Phillies this year and did not do well so he had a 609 ERA and was released last week so the Red Sox picked him up on a minor league deal he went to Worcester for a few games and did super well, and the Red Sox bullpen super sucks, so they brought him up last night. The Phillies are on the hook for his salary, though, so the Red Sox are paying prorated minimum, which means this is a very low-risk mm-hmm. acquisition. He was the fourth player to be suspended under MLB domestic violence policy back in 2016. I believe the policy started the year before, and he was suspended for a mere 15 games, The charges were dropped, of course, the police charges, but MLB decided that there was enough evidence of something inappropriate without saying that it was abuse to charge him for 15 games. And also, just footnote, like look back at the 80 games that Tatis is doing for steroids and that Cano did for steroids, and we're talking 15, and Chapman got 30. So there's a little bit of a... 
disequilibrium there. Yeah, and but let me let me break in for just mm-hmm. one second to point out just to just to build on what you were saying about the difference between the criminal charges and MLB. Mm-hmm. MLB doesn't necessarily care if you're prosecuted under criminal charges. Yep. They have a policy that very clearly states this is okay, this is not, this mm-hmm. is not, this is not. And if they find that you have done that this is not stuff, they are going to act on it regardless of whether criminal charges are are put in place or, you know, if you're found guilty or they don't I mean, obviously they care, you know, at a different level, but it doesn't influence how they rule on their own policy. And players have to follow that policy. But you're absolutely right that they treat PEDs way differently than domestic violence. And even it seems, I don't know if the fans do any as much anymore, but it used to be that fans clearly got more upset about PED stuff because that inhibits that player's ability to yeah. play the game as opposed to domestic violence, which is, oh, that's their personal life. I just care about them as a player. I think that's changing a lot, but for a long time that's been that way, and I wonder yeah. if, that influence, if that still kind of influences how these consequences are meted out. Is it going to affect how they play? I hope so. I mean, and it it probably does affect how they play. I mean, we're talking about their their home life, and it was his his wife. Um, there were a couple of marks. It was an incident one night in October. She had a scratch and a bruise that were explained away. They said that the kid did the scratch. They have a, had a small child at the time, and that the bruise was something from her leaning on her on her face or some some really lame excuse. There were knives found on the floor that she said were not used to threaten her. And basically, there were no firm, there was no firm evidence that could hold up in court. And he had the same lawyer as Aroldis Chapman, so that's kind of an interesting detail. That's an interesting niche to be proud of. Say hi. Right. Don't worry. I, I, I just I represented Aroldis Chapman. I'll, and I he can... got off too. Oh, and he yeah. had a weapon. So that's why he had more. I mean, there are several reasons why he had more games than Familia. So I was feeling pretty shitty about this whole thing. But here's the part like, that that I always get like. Uh, stuck on, especially if we're talking about incidents that happened a long time ago, is what does it take to rehabilitate yourself? What does it take to make amends? And given the the fuzziness of this situation, too, he's he's still with his wife. Um, they have a kid. They seem to be doing okay. Manfred's statement at the time is interesting. He said, it's clear that Mr. Familia regret, regrets what transpired that night, which, yeah, and takes full responsibilities. He has already undergone 12 90-minute counseling sessions with an approved counselor specializing in the area of domestic violence and received a favorable evaluation from the counselor regarding his willingness to take concrete steps to ensure that he is not involved in another incident of this type. Further, and this is the part that I really like actually, he has agreed to speak to other players about what he has learned through this process and to donate time and money to local organizations aimed at the prevention of and the treatment of victims of domestic violence, which he has done, both in this country and in the Dominican Republic. So it seems like he's done the right things. I wouldn't pick him as a baseball boyfriend, and I think he's still good to keep on our no boyfriends allowed list because why muddy our waters with this but how pissed off like how much do i have to feel bad about rooting for the red songs when it comes down to it? i'm just gonna say two words to you alex verdugo yeah that's worse that's way worse and yeah yeah, so that he hasn't turned you off of the red Sox. right right. um i know you feel a little guilty whenever he's at bat (laughs) but you still want him to you know make the catch or make the hit yeah so i you know it's rough yeah it is rough it sucks and i 
I am glad to hear your review of how he has done. You know, the thing that resonates the most with me is donating time yeah. to local organizations. I mean, writing a check is the easy way out. But if he is made to go and work in these organizations right. and see up close the the repercussions of actions similar to what he has been accused of, I think that makes a difference. And I I want to believe that people can be right. rehabilitated, that people can change, that people mm-hmm. can learn. Um, you know, it, I guess it starts with how egregious was it to begin with. This seemed bad, but not right. waving a gun at somebody right. or choking somebody. I, I know I, I don't know. They are, yeah. they are still. I don't know. I'm not there, but I, I appreciate that he has done all the things he's supposed to do, and a lot of those things are hard. Yeah, it's not write a check, you're fine. Sit out a couple games, you're fine. Right. It's here's all the work you need to do. Yeah. So I'm, I feel better about that for sure. But again, yeah, there's enough guys out there who haven't been accused of domestic violence that you don't never need to pick him. Yeah. And I would like to see more information like that and more statements. I haven't seen something from Manfred about any of the other players that we've been discussing. So I would like to see more follow-up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you see there's new Trevor Bauer news that I didn't actually put in here. Oh, that, shit. Um, there's yeah. a countersuit by the, um, the yep. woman that he is accused of abusing, and she's basically, basically suing him for assault basically now as opposed to remember the last time around it was just trying to get a um a restraining order mm-hmm. now it's now he beat the crap out of me so more details to follow about that i wish her well i wish yeah. her well because he has absolutely been the supreme dick about this whole thing and still at no point has she asked for money so yeah. that really does counter his oh she's just you know a gold digger yeah yep makes no more sense no sense um, there, there are some nice guys out there. There are a few nice guys out there playing baseball, including Solomon Bates, who was released by the Giants system this past week. He was playing with the Richmond Flying Squirrels in the minor league, and he came out as being a gay player publicly right after he was released, although he said that he's been out to his teammates since 2019, which I thought was a super interesting mm-hmm. statement. And the, the cool thing about it that I saw it sort of unfolding was all of the support he was getting on social media. And he was enjoying the support and retweeting and reposting lots of positive comments for him. And I wish him the best. I mean, that's a, a purposeful statement and wanting others to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, and the good news is, two days after he um, he came out publicly, and uh, you know, which happened right after he was released, mm-hmm. um, so which I think is important to note because had he been, yeah. you know, had he come out and then been released, there would have always been that suspicion, but that was not right. the case. He was released and then said so. Um, but two days later, he was signed. So this past Thursday, he was signed with an independent team, the Sioux City Explorers. They're part of the American Association of Professional Baseball, so that's an independent league. And he says he's patiently waiting for his minor league chance. But that's but he's playing he's playing ball. Yeah. He is still a professional ball player, and a lot of people go back and forth between indie leagues and the minors. So um, fingers crossed. We can stay hopeful. He's a pitcher. What I was surprised about. Because I looked back when we were talking about other uh, baseball players who have come out. We talked about Brian Ruby and a few others who were independent league players who mm-hmm. were out. There were, there were definitely a couple players who came out after playing. And then Brian Ruby and a couple others while playing independent ball. But there was another minor leaguer, David Denson, in 2015. How did we miss him? Because it was before we started the podcast. Oh, that's it. That excellent. There you go. There we go. All right. 
Yeah, see, if we had been on it, or if we had been on, we would have been on it. Right. Yeah, yeah, so it's all about the math. It's about how many years ago that was. And so there's more math yeah. that we're going to do with... I'm um, so glad you're doing the math. The minor leagues. So actually, advocates for minor leaguers are doing the math. So we talked several weeks ago about the Senate um, Judicial Committee requesting um, information from advocates for minor leaguers, because there's no oh, right. union for minor league players, about how the antitrust exemption helps or harms minor league players. And so the advocates for minor leaguers had a response which said it's horrible, and here's why. Mm -hmm. And then they asked Major League Baseball. And so um, Rob Manfred submitted a 17-page letter about how, no, no, it's necessary. He's got a team. (laughs) He has a team. He has a very well-paid team of people to write these 17-page letters. Um, And we talked about that a few weeks ago because that letter went out. Um, And then advocates for minor leaguers just submitted their rebuttal. To all of this because for them. Rob Manfred played fast and loose a lot of things. And we actually pointed some of those things out when we huh. talked about it. So I felt good that we caught those things as well. One of them is he talked about, Rob Manfred said, oh, well, we're going to lose a lot more minor league teams. Communities aren't going to be able to go see local baseball because those teams are going to have to be cut if we, you know, lose this anti-trust um, exemption, which is crap. Mm-hmm. It's a decision whether to keep them or not. They have plenty of money to do it. Um, and uh, advocates for minor leaguers straight up said, that's fear-mongering. You're just I blowing them. smoke there. But the numbers one is the big one. So they, they the, um, Major League Baseball said, we pay $108,000 per capita for every minor league player. Which, doesn't that make you think that every minor league player is treated exactly the same? And gets that much in housing and pay and all of that stuff. Right. Doesn't that what that sounds like? Right. Well, it's not. Because no as you know, way. <laughs> as you know, some minor league players get $8 million yeah. signing bonuses. So basically, $250 million of signing bonuses goes to about 100 players. Wow. And there's thousands of players in the minor leagues who don't get bonuses at all. And one number they were able to come up with right away was 40% of international signings are for under $10,000. Mm-hmm. So... If that two hundred and fifty million dollars was distributed equal, you know, if if that one hundred eight eight thousand dollars per capita was in fact one hundred eight thousand dollars for each player individually, that would be different. But it's not distributed that way, at all. And he knows that. Of course, he knows that. So he's playing fast and loose with the numbers, which surprises no one. He absolutely skewed it, you know, because of the huge bonuses that only a couple of players get. So I'm really happy that advocates for minor leaguers didn't let that slide by. That's so good. They're like, you know what? They were fact-checking you. This is not actually true. This is not actually true. And that's just crap. Right. So yay for that. So we'll see what his response is, I guess, on the next yeah. one. He's just going to let it slide. He's probably going to not get into let it because then, then, then you get into the he said, she said, and it, clearly he knows he's wrong. Yeah. Damn. All right. Waiting for improvement. While we're waiting for stuff, I am waiting for the World Baseball Classic, I remembered that the C is for Classic this week. That was, that was, <laughs> I, I think I had more beverage. You had an issue with a lot of C week. words last week. Yeah, just too many. Yeah. So World Baseball Classic is coming in March of 2023. I may or may not be scoping out uh, situations in Miami because some of the games are going to be played at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins Park. And the U.S. team is coming into, uh, into formation. So we talked about how Mike Trout is Captain America. Everybody's known that for a long time. Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado had already signed on. Also, Paul Goldschmidt, JT Realmuto, and Bryce Harper 
have joined Team USA, All Bryce right. Harper. Like, I can just picture him at the Home Run Derby with his American flag sure. uh, headband thing. And yeah. Say, no, I want to be Captain America. I want to be Captain right. America. You can't <laughs> be Captain America. You can be Junior Captain America. Yeah, no. Maybe. No. Mm, Assistant no. Captain America. No. Colonel He can't America. be Captain. He, no Captain. No. Uh, private America. You should keep, keep, keep <laughs> it private. Keep it private, Bryce. <laughs> So that is exciting. So they're still in need of pitching, uh, announced pitching, a shortstop, and a left fielder. So if you have uh, any ideas, if you'd like to. Brett Phillips. Oh, he would be so perfect. He would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And fun is what it's all about. Right. I think we need to write a letter. We we definitely need to write a letter. I don't have time to write a letter. More stuff. What I'm uh, kind of intrigued by, though, is that the other teams, like, say, the Dominican Republic and Venezuela and Puerto Rico, haven't announced players yet, which I am waiting. Because it's going to, like, you know, when the DR announces their players, yeah. it's going to demoralize everybody else because they're going to say, oh, right. shit, there's no way we can beat this team. Well, well wait, right. I was thinking you were thinking that, like, there aren't enough spots for all the wonderful Dominican players. Well, that's that true. That there. is also true. But for Team Venezuela, they do have a manager now. Omar Lopez, who is the Astros' first base coach, has just been named to manage Team Venezuela. He was born in Stupid Face, which is one of my favorite towns in Venezuela, Carabobo, which means Stupid Face. We have gone over this before. See what you got to listen to our back episodes. He was the manager of the year in the Venezuelan League in 2015 with, I get to say it again, Caribes Dan Suategui. So this was just fate. He was with the Caribes de Anzuategui from 2014 through 2019 and brought them to the Caribbean Series twice, which means that made them champions of Venezuela and went on to the Serie del Caribe. Why do I feel like you had seven things to choose from <laughs> and you chose the one that allowed you to say, wait, Anzuategui? Absolutely. Yep, yep. Absolutely. I, I think that's true. Okay. So yay, Team Venezuela. If you have some time this week, do what I did and go to YouTube and look for Feve Baseball. That's F-E-V-E-B-E-I-S-B-O-L or go to our show notes and just click on it because you can watch for free the Women's Baseball World Cup qualifier that is happening in Venezuela right now. And I got to see a couple games. I saw Nicaragua and Mexico and I saw Dominican Republic and Cuba, which was a nail biter till the end. They're only seven inning games, so it doesn't take that long. The finals will be uh, next weekend on August 20th. So I'll, I'll tell you all more then about who's doing what. But right now they're just opening rounds. So there's just a lot of fun play. And, and it's at reasonable times. Yesterday it was sort of like 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 6 p.m. So I'm awake for all of those times. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Check it out. Hey, so the Fantasy Baseball League, I have oh. slunk again. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, yeah. you're not as far down as me. Well, no, I know, but see, you're kind of a given. See, right now, Bono's <laughs> boyfriend is a given for number one. He's just crazy. And you're kind of a given for number 11. Yeah. But I was higher up, and I – so weirdly – um, I am tied with defense, good offense, meh, at 97, but I wow. appear above that team, which okay. doesn't work alphabetically. So I don't know why it shows, but we're tied. And this we're is tied. for the moment. Who knows what it is when you're actually listening? For sure. So um, so number 11 is potty mouth. Number nine, because it's a tie, 
Is me and defense good, offense meh? And then the kids, the kids have overtaken me again. And they still haven't done anything. And not a thing. Right? Not a thing. Well, just, yeah. the, just the Aaron Judge spite move. Um, <laughs> and then number seven, Karen's injured team. Number six, Deborah F's team. Number five, super depressed A's fan. Number four, I zombies for adults. Number three, the leftovers. Number two, spicy Susie's hot mess express. And number one, as we stated before, Bo knows boyfriends with a tw- 20-point lead. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's making some moves, too. So I'm going to have to. I mean, like, my, my, my ace pitcher, Max Fried, is out on concussion protocol oh. right now. I mean, I, I really need to start paying attention, and I don't want to. Yeah, I just make sure – I just try the best to have – people who are not injured playing that day. And that See, I'm not even doing always, that necessarily. That doesn't always happen. That Which might explain happen. the standings just a little bit. Hey, we did have a request on Twitter for joining our league. So if you are interested in joining our league for next season, get your name in early because a couple of the folks this year did that. And look at how they're just paying off. And wait till you see our exciting prizes <laughs> that we haven't figured out yet. But there's going to be some prize. It'll be exciting. <laughs> It'll be fun. This year's will it. not be pierogi related. No. Nope. One and done. So, baseball this week. Are you doing baseball this week? I am not doing baseball this week because on Friday, I'm moving oh, Junior right. Potty Mouth to Syracuse where they might become a Syracuse Mets fan. Who knows? Oh. Because that's a pretty close way to see baseball. I don't believe there's a Syracuse Mets game while we're up there. Well, oh, I'm bummer. up there. So, there's there's that. But, yeah, I'm going to be moving, which also means you are going to have a guest host to be announced for next week because I will either be in Syracuse or on the road and otherwise not near a microphone. All I right. mean, you know I'll have opinions in my head, but I just won't be able to share them publicly. Yeah, and you also won't be here to go to the Red Sox O's game with me. I'm sad about sniff. that. And I, and I don't have like firm plans for this, but I'm I'm eyeing it. I don't know. It's just so hard to say, stay away, and especially because – I just found out that Kike Hernandez is coming back this Tuesday. He Believe will be it playing. when I see it. I know. We've been waiting for him all season, some of us more than others. And I I don't know if he's back, then I might just have to get one of those outfield seats and see both him and Brett Phillips, and it'll just be fun guys in the outfield. Like, that's a couple of fun, fun guys. Would, in the outfield. They should hang out. They should totally be buddies. Sure. They might already be buddies. Probably. You, we don't know. They could be buddies already. <laughs> they could be. Yep. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of Brett Phillips, there was a, almost a brunch, a, a brunch, a bench, a Brett bench clearing brawl. That's I it was a going lot to brunch. of brunch. No. <laughs> I would have a great time at brunch with brunch Brett with Phillips. Brett. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would. Um, yeah. So yesterday's game between the Rays and the O's, the pitcher for the Rays was unhappy with a timeout call by the umpire huh. and for some reason mouthed off at Odor, who I don't think oh, you ever want to pitch off. Mm-hmm. It's like, but, but it, he didn't do anything. It was the umpire so everybody came running out and it was really funny to see brett phillips in an o's uniform kind of start rushing the race players oh and wow. i said oh he's clearly just telling everybody to calm down yeah and and junior patty was like no he was in it <laughs> <laughs> oh i would have totally thought he'd be like the guy to break it up it's like oh just, no 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 yeah. just, just go sit down we'll be fine it'll be yeah. fine you know we're all friends here but yeah i don't oh, know i missed that Oh, my gosh. So um, if you're going to games this week, lucky you. If you are not going to games this week, please feel free to listen to past episodes of No Crying in Baseball to get caught up on all the people that we've talked about and all the issues that we brought up. We we, um, have a a long history of talking about a lot of these things. You can find some um, information from previous episodes there. If you have friends or family that would like to hear us,
guys talk about baseball, please let them know if you can leave us a rating or review. We'd sure love that. If you want to chat with us in between episodes, you can find us on social media. And by us, I mean Potty Mouth. Yeah, bring the complaints to the complaints department on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram. It's No Crying and B-Ball. If you want to throw your money at us to make sure that we can keep doing this fun podcast, find us on Patreon. That would be P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash No Crying in B-Ball. Yay for that. So, hey, until next time, I want you to get that second booster because that's important and Mm -hmm. um, fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Please send your game balls to Meredith because, you know, science. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. But you, we, we definitely want you to reduce spillage. <laughs>